save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Brady. Good afternoon. This is Lock and Load. And yes, I do have the busy throat. And uh, we're going to lead off by having some... We're just going to have some musings with the professor from the Student of the Gun, and that is uh, Paul Markle. Good afternoon, sir. Oh, good afternoon. It is a it is a gorgeous day. It is a gorgeous day. And yes, I I was in town, and I decided to stop and uh, at the Bean and Brew. That's the the local the local coffee shop, and grab myself a coffee. So now, do they I make pretty good coffee? Do they make pretty good they coffee? They do. They yeah. actually make pretty good coffee. They don't overburn the beans or they don't burn and scorch the beans like that other company does. And then you have to put in a half a pound of sugar and a half a pound of cream to cover up the burn taste. <laughs> well, you know I, what I'm talking about. I do. Uh, the last time, my son worked for Starbucks for four years. Wow. And um, which he was like the old man at 30 when he was working there. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, that was just a job to, you know, to hold a place and make some money while things were going on. And <clears throat> But we went there during that time. And since other coffee shops have come out, the only thing I've got against other coffee shops is it seems like it takes a long time for them to make a cup of coffee. But it's always great. Always a great cup of coffee. Other than... I'll say it's Starbucks. Other than Starbucks, those guys. Mm-hmm. Other than them. Well, I've 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 learned if you go into these places in the afternoon, that that you have to ask. You say, "Is the coffee fresh?" And if the, if the kid behind the counter says, huh? "Um," then that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's a hesitancy, that would be a no. And uh, then I say, you know, I'll wait. Oh, do you mind waiting? I'm like, nope, don't mind waiting. I'm not going to pay you three dollars for an old, lukewarm cup of coffee. Not going to happen. Do you think it's okay? I mean, when when I was in the military, right? I I was uh, my last little gig was training NCO, and I worked directly for my first sergeant. And the first thing he told me he said, Sergeant Friday, when you come in, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to come in here about ten minutes before me. I want you to start a pot of coffee. So when I walk in here, I have a nice, fresh pot of coffee. But since you made it, I want you to have the first cup. So if I come in and you don't have a cup of coffee, I'm liable to be upset. So, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, back then, you know, it was like uh, what, uh, Westing, what, what, uh, what kind of 
it was whatever oh, you Maxwell get, House. Maxwell was, House and the cheapest industrial. Kroger. Life. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was the cheapest stuff that the military could buy. That's we would, we would figure it out. We would figure out how many scoops to make something that was palatable, and we drop it in the filter. And then, I mean, if we if we ran out of filters, we would. I mean, we would get sort of field expedient making those filters if we didn't have them. But I mean, we always tried to have them. But do you think after we got out and everything that it's okay for us to sit back and say? I really appreciate coffee now. Back then, that was okay, but I'm older now, and I, I want something to get. Oh, it. you're, dude, you're absolutely right. Now, when I was on the Forestall, and I was part of the Marine Detachment, we we did 24 hour security. Right. So, and and when I became a corporal of the guard and had a team, I would end up doing the. You know, we we broke it down because it was 24 hours a day. We broke it down into uh, four hour increment shifts, so you would get the the you know the eight to noon the noon to four the four to eight and then you pick back up again and every once in a while you you'd end up with the midnight to four a.m. shift and as any any trooper knows any any infantryman knows that three a.m. to four a.m. time frame is it's tough it's tough and I try I started trying to drink coffee but I was still pretty young. And uh, I never really developed a taste for it. But let me tell you what, Bill. The one taste that I, the one time that I really did develop a taste for good coffee or a coffee is in the field. Right. You know what I mean? If you're in living in the field, even the instant MRE coffee with a creamer packet. It's great. in In a freaking... You heat the water up in that canteen cup, brother, and and I tell you what, that that's good stuff. That's good stuff. It's the little things in life when you're in the field. Oh yeah, wiping your luxury. face after after you can take the camouflage off and just uh, you know. Although after a while, depending on what time of the year it is, like in Louisiana during the summer, you would just leave everything on because it keeps the bugs off of you. Yeah, no kidding. But, uh, yeah, a, a nice, hot, warm cup of coffee, that would take you a long way in the field. But now, of course, now that we're older and everything and a little more refined and everything, uh, we sort of like something fancy. Now, you were telling me that you you uh, actually make lattes and Americanos and everything else because you bought this. And I have a DeLonghi espresso maker downstairs myself. Uh, which one? Do oh, you there have? you go. Yeah, which one do you have? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a newer model, so the... This is a testament to the DeLonghi company. So right. if you guys out there, you're thinking about it. So my son, <laughs> my son actually bought, she, he bought Nancy a an espresso maker for Christmas, right? Well, these nice ones, it's silver, DeLonghi, and so forth. Right. And uh, we'd only had it, though, for about a month, maybe three weeks, and the uh, the descale light came on, you know, the little red light that says it's time to descale your coffee. Right. Maker. So Nancy, you know, she gets out the book and she reads the instructions and she does, you know, all the stuff and follows it and, and the light don't, doesn't go off. And so she's like, okay, let's turn it off, turn it back on. Let's do it again. Light stays on. And so you know how that light, when that light comes on, the, co- the machine's like, hey, you're not making any more coffee until you fix that. So she called the company up. She got him on the phone and, and the lady's like, can you FaceTime me? <laughs> So, you know, she like, and she wa- walks her through everything. And, and the lady, the nice lady from DeLonghi said, well, 
She said, there's a problem with the maker. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to, uh, do you still have the box for it? And she said, yep. She goes, we're going to send you a FedEx label. Right. And, uh, uh, if you send it back and we'll, and we'll replace it. So within about a week, maybe 10 days at the most, a big box, a box that was bigger than the one that went away. Right. Showed up. And it was the, the upgrade, the next model up. Right. So the lady, the customer service lady told my wife, she said, well, that model we don't have anymore in stock. So I went ahead and upgraded you and sent you the next one. Oh, like, nice. Okay. So you just have a customer for life now, I guess. Well, um, DeLonghi, I mean, what they like, I got the cheapest one they make as far as espresso. I'm, I'm sure that I, yours is much better than mine. I just wanted an espresso maker. Right. And it was like $99 on, on, uh, on Amazon, and I mean the thing solid as a rock. My son got out there and fashioned. It was a little too short for us to put some of our cups underneath it, where it's just dispensing the espresso. Mm-hmm. So I three D printed some stilts for it to sit on. <laughs> and and, there you and go. now it's taller. Now we can make uh, espresso if we want to, and we have a milk frother and all this other stuff. Although the other thing that we got was a Nespresso. Do you know what that is? Oh, Nespresso. Yeah, with the N. Yeah. I've heard about that. That one, well, uh, it makes with with the capsule. Well, they, they call them pods. Mm-hmm, yeah, and th- th- that's a really good. Are they, they the ones that look like little like little saucers? Like yes, little, yes, yeah, yeah. I know those things. Yes, the, the the only way to get the the pods though is to go through Amazon because otherwise, when you go looking, nobody ever has them, and very few people actually carry them, and they always carry them in a small section, and you're going to run out, and then you're going to commit homicide. So, you know, you yeah, got to keep yourself in pods. We're coming up on yeah, the first the, break. Hang on a second. We'll, there you we'll, go. We'll, we'll wow, carry, that was fast. We'll carry on the coffee talk when we get back just because we're having too much fun with that. You can catch Paul at studentofthegun.com. Go check out his podcast. He puts out a podcast on a regular basis. He and the sons, Markle, they put out a very, very good podcast. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. talking to Paul Markle from Student of the Gun. We're talking, see, this is the kind of stuff that matters to grunts. This is the kind of thing, you know, a, a ground pounder, they like their coffee. We've been talking a little bit about coffee. Now, i got a question for you. Yep. You do these events where you take, you take, uh, you take the guys out there into the woods and all this other stuff. What yep, do you do? What do you do about your creature comforts, or do you just leave them behind? Oh, I mean, you know, I, I figured out a long time ago being a grunt how to how to survive. And forgive me, uh, I'm I'm in I'm out on the patio drinking my coffee, and and somebody just drove by. But uh, no, out in the woods, man, I, I figured out a long time ago how to how to live. And and uh, I they I don't know if they they think it's funny or whatever, but I still use canteens and canteen cups. I know that there's all kinds of like super Gucci. You know, jet boil, all these cool things that you can get from the camping stores. 
I mean, if, if you wanted to spend the money, you could spend hundreds of dollars, sure. on, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, no, I've got, I actually got, um, one of those little stick stoves, right? You know what I mean? It, 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 they, they fold that, they fold down and then you put them together and you just feed them with twigs and your canteen cup sits right on top of it. And it, it, as long as you feed the twigs in there, it, it you know, produces plenty of heat to boil water. And, uh, yeah, I make my coffee right there, right there at the campsite. Right. Now, I, I will admit that if we're going to go out for a few days that I will put a, I'll put a cot in the, in the truck. Sure. I, I'm not, I, I've slept on the ground enough in my life that if I don't have to sleep on the ground, uh, I've slept on, well, you know, it's like being a ground. I've slept in the desert. I've slept on the rocks. I've slept on the side of a mountain. I've slept in the jungle. I don't need to sleep on the ground anymore. <laughs> yeah, when you're young, it's easier to sleep on the ground when you're young. But I mean, sleeping on the it, ground—that is true. Sleeping on the ground means you, it's a very delicate balance because you got to figure out something to separate you from the ground. Or you're going to wake up and not be able to move because it's going to suck all the heat out of your body. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the the stiff. You're going to be that, stiff. That rubber pad, man. That's 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 what's. There's a reason they issue those things. Well. Uh, when I was in the service and, uh, I, when they put me in charge of an M577, we called that Freddy's Grill. Cause you can believe that when I went out to fight the Soviets, I was going out and I was, uh, I was comfortable fighting the Soviets. <laughs> so, anyway. For those in the audience that don't know what that is, <laughs> tell them. Tell them, tell them what that is. Oh, well, the 577 is a tracked vehicle. It looks like the 113. We called the 113 a coffin, but this was the command one. So it was tall enough to where we could stand up. And I yep. had a tent on the back of it called an extension, and I could roll that out, and it was like a, it was like a hotel room. I could, sleep, I could sleep six guys in there. And then uh, I made sure that my heater worked in the track, and then I, I refashioned a big, long uh, tube it was long enough to roll. I could stick it on the exhaust of the uh, heater and roll it straight out the back of the track after I dropped that hatch, and we could have heat in the sleeping area. But the track did have to be running. And, yes, I learned how to sleep with the track running, which sort of sounds like you're sleeping next to a railroad track all day long. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, th yeah, those those were the days. But, you know, nowadays... Um, with the with the advent of these big battery banks that they have to where you can basically take out whatever you want and power it. Have you never thought to yourself, I wonder, you know what we could do? We could start, we could make a tactical gourmet coffee maker. You know, there was a company uh, years back. Right. I don't know, five, six, seven years ago called Oxbox. You ever hear of those guys? I, no, but it, I like it. <laughs> it was a big. It was essentially what it, it used. It used the Keurig K cups, right? Right. But it was. But it was. It was made of uh, a, like it was a hard shell. It was like a coffee maker that had a hard plastic shell around it, and it had a carrying handle, and it was meant to be taken out to job sites, right? You know, and uh, we got one. We called them up and, and they gave us the promo price, you know, and we talked about it on the show. And, but after about 18 months, it, it developed a problem 
you know, where it wouldn't work. And then, you know, the lights would blink and stuff. And I was like, what the heck? And so I contacted them. They replaced it. But within six months, the replacement unit did the same thing. So I thought, well, all right, we're done. I was, I was thinking about them the other day. I don't know what happened. It was one of those weird memory things. And I went and looked. They're out of business. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good idea, but just didn't pan out. Well, apparently Makita makes one. I bet you. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot of these companies now, yeah, Makita, uh, the, the ones that make all the job site tools, that makes sense. And it runs off of the it runs off of the Makita tool batteries. Yep, that's the smart thing. The Oxbox had to have had to have uh, one ten, so that was the kind of the downside to it. But if you had a generator, I guess. But you you know what, Bill? I don't know, but I, I would venture to say that in order to keep them affordable, they were making them in China, and when the pandemic hit and everything got shut down. I would venture to say they probably couldn't deliver. They couldn't produce. They couldn't deliver. And they couldn't just float cash, and they went under. Really? Like what? hundreds and thousands of other companies did. Well, Makita seems to still have it up here. You need an 18-volt oh, yeah. battery, and it only makes a 5-ounce cup of coffee. No, that don't make no good sense. That, that's, that's, that's not that's. I'm, I'm I'd have to stand there for a half hour refilling the cup. Yeah. They have a jet boil flash boil. Jet jet boil flash fast boil. Yeah. I need an espresso machine that will take the tactical environment. <laughs> and I guess I need it. I, I'm going to have to get one of those batteries. That, that should be our project. But it's interesting you brought up the China thing because we're going to talk about the China thing in the next segment and everything else just because something has come across my bow and I want to know your uh, opinion on them. I know you probably shot them because uh, I'm, I'm trying hard to be a shotgun guy. Ah, there you go. So are you a shotgun guy? Well, I think I'm I'm kind of an all around guy, but I, I can I can handle a shotgun pretty well. I've been I've carried one and trained with one and qualified with one innumerable times. You know, I was a cop; we had to. We well, when I was in the Marine Corps, we had them. We had five ninety eight ones and eight seventies. I was I was in during the transition period when we tra- when the Corps transitioned from the eight seventy to the five ninety. So I carry both. You know, if you if you look at task purpose for uh, what is it? Taskandpurpose.com. Apparently, the tactical deployment uh, coffee maker is a French press. Ah, yep, that's it. Yep. That would need yep. no power at all, wouldn't it? We just need hot water and some nope. coffee grounds. You just need to boil some water and have some coffee grounds. And that, you're, you're hooked up. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder how strong those things are. And there are all kinds of different French presses that they recommend buying. I think the jet is a French press. Yeah, but these the, would be the much jet smaller. coffee maker yeah. is a French has a French press thing. Well, hang on for me. Hang on for me. All right. Talking to Paul Markle, we're about to segue into you know subject matter now. This is Lock and Load. I've seen just about every corner of this country. Three million miles in my career. I spend a lot of hours on the road, but I love being my own boss. The road can be a beautiful place, but you're out here on your own. 
there certainly are risks. I'm Charles. I'm a truck driver, a husband, and a father. And that's why I choose Federal. When it comes to online gun shops, Primary Arms is one of America's largest retailers of new firearms, parts, accessories, and gear. They stock over 600 popular brands, all with everyday low prices and fast shipping. If you ever have any questions about a product, their team of product experts will help you make the right purchase. So, don't settle for less. Visit PrimaryArms.com today and see why so many gun owners make it their first destination for all of their firearms needs. For over 25 years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. In the 21st century, the handgun has become the preeminent self-defense tool. At CNH Precision, we specialize in taking your weapon to the highest degree of functionality possible. With a complete array of goods and services specializing in red dot sight installation, CNH Precision will help you realize the most effective handgun the first time. If you need slide milling, installation, or accessories, go to chpws.com. CNH Precision, welcome to the Boom Squad. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively, reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. No such thing as a fair fight, and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate at Staccato. We know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective confidence that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight. No compromise. No sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality built American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. 
what's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. Welcome back. This is Lock and Load, and I'm talking to Paul Markle, the student of the gun, and right now I'm about to become a student of the professor myself. So uh, as an all-rounder, you have uh, trained with shotguns and all this other stuff. I have not. Uh, I recognize that I did not have a shotgun probably during the pandemic. So I swung by this place, and I bought a uh, Mossberg Maverick M88. Are you familiar with that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... It sat here for years. I bought it in 2021. I only just shot it, you know, two months ago. Um, you are uh, very typical in that fashion. Yeah. So I wasn't, as far as what it brings to the table, I'm kind of like, this is adequate. But I digress. So the other day, my father, who just turned 85, I'd given him a pump shotgun for Christmas. And when he said he wanted one, I went out there looking because, you know, he's in his 80s. He's not running up and down the range. He just needs something's going to go bang. And I didn't know what I was getting, but I got a Stevens 320 mm-hmm. with a pistol grip. Good looking shotgun. Didn't know that much about it. Um, it didn't cost much. I think it was like 200 bucks. It's, it, it's cheaper if it's possible than the Mossberg Maverick M88. Gave that to him for Christmas, and he gave it back to me this past weekend. So I brought it in. I'm looking at it. And that, of course, is made in the People's Republic of China. Which is, although it's very heavy duty, it's got a nice ghost ring sight. It's got a nice fiber optic on the front. Feels heavy duty anyway. So my question to you, Professor, if you're out there and you're looking for a pump shotgun, are the le- le- less expensive ones are they good enough since they're pump shotguns? Or is that good enough, or do we need to look for something a little more refined? Well, I mean. The, the the two primary differences, but just about everybody who makes a pump action, if it's not a Mossberg or if it's not a, a, a Remington, it's a copy. It's essentially a ripoff of one of the two. Right. Uh, the the Ithaca, the bottom loading Ithaca thirty seven, is is an interesting uh, antique, but it's they've pretty much fallen out of favor. I I think they still technically exist. You know, there's a lot of gun companies that technically exist, and they probably sell 50 guns a year. But uh, when it comes to Mossberg and Remington, they're they're both they they produced each company has produced over 11 million units of their 
flagship guns. So there's over 11 million 500s or 590s out there. Same thing with the 870. Uh, the the big difference between the Remington and the Mossberg is Remington makes uses a steel receiver, and Mossberg uses an aluminum receiver. And you say, well, steel's obviously better. Eh, how much how much impact does the actual receiver actually? Take? Right. How much, you know? And, and let, let's face facts. You know, Mossberg made the 590A1 with an aluminum receiver, and they put it up against the Remington 870, and it won the, the shotgun trials for the Marine Corps. So, and the Marines are not gentle with stuff, sure. as you can imagine. Yeah. So, but the, the savings, the weight savings is about a pound. Uh, you know, if you've ever looked at the TAC-14 versus the Shockwave, you know, the TAC-14 is, is basically the same gun, only weighs about, it's about a pound heavier. So, you just want to carry that extra pound or use that extra weight, whatever. That's, that's cool. And, you know, Remington sticks to the traditional cross-bolt safety, left to right, right to left button, um, which, which you know, it works for lefties, but you, but if you're a lefty, you just got to have, you just got to have to figure the world out, you know. Uh, and that's, lefties usually do that anyway. They just kind of figure out the world. But the uh, Mossberg has a tang-mounted safety, uh, which is naturally ambidextrous for lefties or righties. So, that that's a benefit to that. Uh, the uh, another thing that Mossberg did, and this is really smart. I don't know if you guys have, have paid attention lately, but they created the 590S Sierra. Right. And all they did was essentially modified the 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 shell elevator, so now you can run not only the the standard two and three quarters and the three inches three-inch shells out of them, but you can run the, the one-and-three-quarter, the little shorty shells, the one we call hater tots. You can run the hater tots out of them uh, 100% reliably, and you cannot do that with a standard 870. They won't feed reliably in a standard 870. Um, and now, for a long time, there was a company called Opsol in Texas that was making a, a hard rubber adapter uh, that you could put in a Mossberg and you can still get them. I mean, there's 11 million standard Mossbergs out there, but with the 590 S dude, with the 590 S, the standard version, the 18 and a half inch barrel gun, I think you start out with eight or nine cater tots in the mag tube as opposed to five. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, the hater tots, man. That's that's the that's the that's the the insider vernacular for the little shorty shells. That, hater that, tots. That's sort of like the the murder spoon. Yeah, it's kind of like the murder spoon. Yeah, gotcha. So, uh, and to their credit, Federal Ammunition for a while there, there was only one company. It was Aguila Ammunition out of Mexico that was making the hater tots, the shorties, and then Challenger in Canada started making them. So we had the Canadians making them, we had the Mexicans making them, and Americans like me are sitting around like, hey, when are you American ammo makers going to get off the stick and make these shorty shells that are so, they're so popular they were never in stock. Aguila couldn't make them fast enough. Well, Federal, to their credit, they started making them a couple years ago. Remington and Winchester still have their heads firmly ensconced up their rectums because they missed out, they missed out on the, that opportunity. Uh, but you know, you know what 
I think really inspired federal to pull the, pull the trigger on those, the, uh, the Mossberg shockwave. When Mossberg started making those shockwaves and people figured out that you could stuff eight little hater tots into one of those, those mini guns, people were like, yes, all day long, every day. And um, brother, I have, I've toasted, uh, out in Wyoming, out in the, in the, uh, the wide open wilderness. I've killed prairie dogs with those things and ground squirrels and I've killed jackrabbits with those little hater tots. People are like, ah, oh, that's, that's fun, but they, you can't kill anything with it or you can't break anything with it. I'm like, okay, whatever, homeboy. Um, yeah, I, I killed two jackrabbits in like 30 seconds with one, with, uh, those little hater top field loads. So, I'm, I'm thinking real serious if these two shotguns don't do it for me, these, these, uh, two inexpensive ones I've got. Mm-hmm. How about trading those on a shockwave? There you go. Yeah, get if you're going to do it, go ahead and and, uh, and move up or step up to the 590s. You're going to get a Mossberg, get a 590s. And I tell people, you know, like even if you don't think right now that the short shells are worthwhile or you know you're not interested in them, I mean that's fine. You don't have to. But maybe sometime in the future, you might decide that's something you want to do, and you don't have to modify or change the gun. Mossberg, to their credit, has done a lot of smart things lately. The last several years, they've done a lot of smart stuff. Well, do they, still, like, do they still make the 870? Does Remington still make the 870? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Remington, you know, Remington Arms got got sold during the, the, right. the great Freedom Arms auction. You know, they had the fire sale where they auctioned off all the different brands and people came in from all over the country and bought the different brands, you know. Um, so one company who, oh, it was uh, freaking, what's that outgrow group that, that owns Federal? Vista. The, uh, Vista. Yeah. yeah, Vista bought Remington Ammo and somebody else bought Remington Arms. And then, you know, DPMS got sold to uh, PSA, and AAC got sold to PSA. Bushmaster got sold to Franklin Armory. Yeah, Bushmaster got sold to Franklin Armory. Hang on for me if you can. We're coming up on the last break here. There you go. Hang on one second. You can catch Paul at studentatthegun.com. And that's where everything springs forth, everything he does, and you'd be surprised. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. This is Lock and Load, talking with uh, Paul Markle, the professor, and we've been talking a little bit about shotguns and such. Um, so it, you think if I go with a Mossberg, I should go with a 590S instead of the smaller yep. Shockwave? Well, no, they, they make the 590S in the Shockwave version. Okay. They make it in an 18-inch version, and they make it in a 20-inch version. So it's either th- they have either three or four models, maybe it's three, uh, of the 590S. So if you go to their website, you can they've got it. I'll they can help you out. Yeah. 
Well, the reason I, I'm so familiar with all this, and one of the reasons is, uh, you know, last summer I wrote a book called The Martial Application of the Shotgun. Right. I wrote one called The Martial Application of the Pistol. Right. Then I did the shotgun, then I did the rifle. And the uh, the gun that I'm actually holding on the cover of the shotgun book is the the 590S from Mossberg. Okay. Okay. I was just wondering about that. I I also got one other thing that is, I, I, I think I'm going to shoot it. I was going to put it up but and not shoot it, but I think I'm going to shoot it just to see. So I received my grandfather's thirty Charter Arms thirty two Magnum revolver. It, now, what does the ammo box say on it? Does it say thirty two H and R Magnum? I don't have the box in front of me. It probably does. Mm-hmm. It probably does. Um, I, I don't know. My, my grandfather was a my grandfather was a sharecropper. And when he when he went walking, he lived up in the mountains of North Carolina. When he went walking out in the mountains, although he wasn't afraid of anything in the mountains, he was like, "I need something just in case." So he had a thirty-two, this thirty-two Magnum revolver. It's in very good condition, considering that it had to. It does have a serial number, but I don't. I'm, I'm going to try to call them and see if they can tell me when this one was made. Is it is it nickel or blue? It's blue. It's blue. It's in good shape. It's a good little gun. I mean, it looks like a ripoff, or you know, or, or a not a ripoff. It looks like a copy of a one of the Colt detectives. Now, when you release the cylinder, do you push it in or do you pull it back? Push it in. Push it in. Okay. A la Smith and Wesson. Yeah. Gotcha. And I think I'm just going to shoot it just because the, the ammo is old. I've got I've got the same box of ammo my grandfather had. I'm going to save the box just because it was his box. But I'm going to shoot the ammo because I'm not a real big fan of having old ammo laying around the house. So it, what what does the box look like? Is it who made the ammo? Is it Winchester or is it Remington? I, I think it might be Remington if I'm not mistaken. Is it, I, is it a solid yellow box? No. With black letters? No. It's, or is it green and yellow? It's, I think it's dark green and yellow. But dark I, green and I yellow. don't have it in front of me to, to tell you, so I, I could be so yeah. far off the track. All You know, like my, one of my cousins, my grandfather also liked rocks. Useless rocks, but if they were if they looked like a crystal or something, he'd pick one up, and he had just a pile of rocks, right? And mm-hmm. uh, She gave me some of his rocks. There's just some, certain things about my grandparents that if if I can have a piece of them, an object of theirs, I I I I feel good. I don't know why. Um, oh no, I have. I'm very fortunate. I've got. I have a gun from each one of my 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 mom's parents. I got a gun from my dad's parents. I got a gun from my dad, and I got a gun from my stepdad. So you shoot any? Yeah. Uh, I have. Oh yeah, I have. I don't shoot them a lot. Right. You know, then they're older things. Most of you know. Three of the four are twenty twos. My mom's dad, I got it's a Harrington and Richardson model nine hundred with the nine. It was a nine shot double action twenty two. Right. Yep. And and the funny thing is, it wasn't even a swing out cylinder. Right. It was one of the cylinders that you pull the pin and you drop and you pull it out and drop it into your hand. 
and punch you punch the empty brass out, you know, and reload it and then stick it back in. Okay. So there was no there was no cylinder arm. You just punched it out and reloaded it and put it back in. I remember being a little kid and my grandfather being out behind the cabin in northern Michigan shooting old cans and stuff like that with this twenty two pistol. Right. Yeah, twenty two is a. My, my father has a real affection for twenty two as well, but uh, he's eighty something years old. He's gotten to the point now to where I don't think he's really too interested in shooting and moving. I've talked to him before in jest about, listen, when the zombies come, you you and Ma just hang out in the middle, and I, me and Todd will be there shortly. And he's like, don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, not worth coming after us, you know. So. Uh, and you could be like Dan Daly. You could show up and there'll be like 200 bodies just laying around. I don't know what he, I don't even know what kind of gun he has. I don't think he owns a long gun. Now, he does have a little, uh, nine millimeter Ruger. Mm. That, uh, and he got that because he got cornered by a dog in his neighborhood and he, he didn't really have too much he could do. So he was thinking that he might have to, uh, Shoot a dog one day. Uh, a lot of people do that. People, the they they uh, people like we like to close the barn door after the horse is out, don't we? Right. As Americans, right. Like bad things happen, and then after the bad things happen, we run to the store to buy stuff. <laughs> I was recently accused of being paranoid because I because I endorse carrying the fundamental four every every time you oh, leave yeah? your house. Well, who who did yeah. that? Oh, it was a RIA, a random internet a hole. So was it? Uh, was it uh, part of the? Uh, was it on the YouTube video, or was it when? Yeah, uh, it was the. It was the uh, the the late for school, the the running late bag, you know. So was it? But yeah. I mean, like Zimmerman showed it on uh, thetruthaboutguns.com. Oh yeah. Was yeah. it? Made, was it on that site, or was it on? Yeah. yeah, it was on that one. I I made the mistake. I did. I I opened it up. And I scrolled down far enough, and I saw I, I I know better, I know better. Yeah. But it, it's sad to me that there are people who pretend to be adult humans that think being prepared is somehow quote paranoid. So why? So what about your bag? Was I mean, your bag is very streamlined, and it, it just is oh, just yeah. something to cut with, something to see with, something to patch up a hole with, and something to shoot with. Yeah, well, the, you know, the, apparently the, the, some people have ingested so much soy and soy byproduct in their lives that that their testicles have shrunk to the size of peanuts, and they think that carrying a gun and a knife when you leave your house is paranoid. Hmm. Brother, I tell you what, people, adult men that don't have a, a knife on them, right, all the time. I, I like, I don't, I, I don't know who stole your man card from you, but you need to like do something and get it back because uh I man when I was 12 years old my grandfather gave me my first pocket knife because and I I remember my grandfather if something was going on or he needed something he always reached his pocket boom he had a knife yeah it was just what you did as yeah. a man well, and I you mean, run into people who that was the thing. To be when, when, when we would they go, don't have a knife. When we would go to North Carolina once a year to see my grandfather whose pistol I just got yeah, uh, last weekend um 
we would always it was always time for me to buy a knife and i was always looking for an indian knife because there was a cherokee uh reservation up there that we could go on oh yeah yeah. And, uh, you know, they the, the knives they were selling me were junk. But, I mean, uh, I, oh, I yeah. loved them. I loved them. Big sheath knife with the eagle on the end of it. Boy, that was great. Oh, yeah, man. You, you felt, yeah. I, I, was, <laughs> I was styling and profiling at that young age. I know. So. And now, I mean, I have uh, I have in the truck, I have four knives if I don't have a knife on me. But when I'm when I'm away, I have knives and I have flashlights and I have a uh, I have a uh, trauma kit, all of that in my console. So I'm always carrying that. And if I go if I go outside, I've got a gun on me. But right. if I go to the restroom, I've got a gun on me. I know so. people are like, what, what do you do for this? What do you do for that? And I'm like, if I have my pants on, I'm wearing a gun. Right. You know, we're about to run out of time because uh, this is what happens when we talk. Oh, yes. Anyway, catch Paul at studentofthegun.com and everything that entails. Go look at his YouTube videos. He, he is uh, the most practical planner and outfitter there is. And that 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 kind of stuff is just worth its weight in gold plus all the all the other things he'll teach you the the one box training program the one box ammo thing that he does and one box workout one box workout all the other stuff yep, the, the books, one box workout he doesn't know how many books he's got written but they're all there so go go check out the website come hour number 2 is inbound this is lock and load Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.